And we're back in this Tuesday, and let's get right back to the big story of the day. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, saying the Liberals have struck a deal with the federal NDP that will allow them, the Liberals, to govern until 2025 in a decision that the Prime Minister said will offer stability to Canadians in these uncertain times. Here's the Prime Minister earlier today uh, talking uh, more about this and how he believes it will enable Parliament to get things done. What this means is that during this uncertain time, the government can function with predictability and stability, present and implement budgets, and get things done for Canadians. All right. Meantime, here is the Prime Minister's new partner, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. He says he's going into this eyes wide open. Here, I'm not going into this uh, hoping for it to fail. I want it to work, but we're we're going into this eyes wide open. We have full accountability. We have the ability to withdraw support, and uh, but we're hopeful that it works because it's in the interest of Canadians. It's in the interest of people. It's in the interest of kids that they get dental care, and I want that to happen. All right, let's welcome in Kim Wright, Principal at Wright Strategy, who joins us for more on this now. Hey there, Kim, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, the Prime Minister, the NDP leader, we just heard both there promising that this will be for the betterment of Canadians, offer a stability, enable Parliament to get more things done. What's your take on what we've heard today? Well, this is actually what Canadians had sent parliamentarians back to do, which is to do the things that matter to Canadians and stop bickering and throwing temper tantrums. So in that respect, we are where a minority government situation should get to, which is how do we work together? How do we collaborate? How do we move forward on housing and pharmacare and dental care and, you know, a myriad of other things, including enshrining uh, childcare uh, instead of just leaving it up to political whims. And so this is what Parliament has been asked to do by Canadians, and that's what we're seeing here today. All right. Does this result, though, do you think, Kim, in the best possible public policy? Uh, Yes, we see bickering going on in the uh, House of Commons, but sometimes that quote-unquote bickering, uh, that back and forth, uh, you know, ends up in the the best possible place for Canadians and the best public policy. And this does not negate any of those negotiations and bickering and cut and thrust and true policy differentials to continue to unfold. This is not a blank check between the New Democrats and, and the Liberal Party. There is oversight. There is ongoing dialogue. There are conversations. But where they started from was a place of where can we get along? Where are the things that we have common cause on? Um, and moving them to actually moving forward. So this, there's an oversight committee that will meet regularly between MPs. There will be ongoing conversations. Uh, and where the New Democrats feel that they're not uh, finding common cause, you bet your bottom dollar they're going to continue to oppose that. There's also room for the other political parties in Parliament to, to have ideas, to be part of this conversation. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard Conservatives today talk about this being an affront to democracy. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Over 50% of Canadians voted for these two parties. They've asked for these issues to get dealt with in a meaningful way. And here's what's happening today. Yeah, I believe seventeen uh, percent of the uh, Canadian electorate uh, voters voted in the last federal election for the NDP. But did they vote for the NDP, Kim, to uh, essentially uh, strike a, a deal, uh, a closed door deal, with uh, the sitting minority government? So, New Democrats were very clear that they were going to uh, get the best deals possible for Canadians. That's what they've that's what they've done here today. They have always tried to make Parliament, in particular, minority Parliament, work. So, if you go back to Tommy Douglas. 
It was because of a minority parliament that we actually got Medicare in this country. Um, you go back to Jack Layton, his movements on affordable health, uh, housing were instrumental in that minority government to getting this done. What we're seeing today is really a recalibration of that. And most new Democrats see this as how we actually accomplish things for Canadians, as opposed to just stamping our feet. Okay, so what do NDP uh, members, what do they hope, uh, what does the party hope uh, is accomplished chiefly uh, through this uh, new agreement? I mean, we've heard from the Prime Minister that this is going to bring stability to Parliament, and I think some would argue this is also bringing stability to his minority uh, government. Uh, Again, even with the timeline here, we're hearing that uh, he will govern until 2025 now with this uh, new arrangement, this uh, new agreement. That's what's in it for the Liberals. Uh, What does this offer, Kim, the NDP? So what's interesting about this deal is that there are metrics, for example, on dental care, uh, that within the first year we will have uh, universal dental care for everyone under the age of 12, uh, the year after for everyone above eight, uh, up to 18, and key metrics of that. So this isn't just, hey, we'll believe you this time, like Lucy with the proverbial football. It's actually measurable. And if there is not significant movement on the items that have been agreed to in this in this agreement, then there's going to be a proverbial parliamentary hell to pay on this. And uh, so that's where that oversight and those ongoing conversations are, are going to be a matter. You mentioned the Conservatives a moment ago, Kim. They have indeed, I know their interim leader, Candace Bergen, has come out and essentially called this a, nothing more than a power grab. Uh, what is kind of a, a deal breaker? Do we know? Because I'm not so sure that uh, Mr. Singer, the NDP, have been uh, fairly clear with uh, Canadians as to uh, what a deal breaker would be uh, for them when it comes to this new arrangement. Well, and I think that's the things that we're going to look for in the days and weeks ahead. How will this oversight committee conversation between the two parties actually work? How will this fundamentally uh, show up in the upcoming budget process. And Jeff, let's be honest, every budget cycle, every confidence mode, there is this haggling back and forth of will the NDP support it or not? And, you know, are we on the brink of another election, which is great for fundraising, but not actually great for the people who count on government programs and programming uh, to make an impact in their lives. And what we've seen over the course of the pandemic has been that governments actually do have a role to play in big public policy and big program initiatives. And they've been failing a lot of those times. Uh, And certainly that's been laid bare during the pandemic. What does this mean, do you think, for the NDP as a party moving forward uh, long term, uh, this arrangement, this agreement, Kim? It shows that they can actually form a government, work through issues that are of big importance to Canadians. So I think it will come down to how it is communicated out over the coming uh, days and weeks and months and years, in fact, um, and figuring out what does the next parts of this look like? How do, they, how do New Democrats uh, run a campaign in 2025 after, after this uh, conversational uh, coalition is, is, is in front of us? But that's going to be the conversation that every party is going to have. How do they continue to be not only the grown-ups in the room, but the leader of a G7 country that can also take care of Canadians. Yeah, Is there a fear, should there be a fear, do you think, amongst New Democrats uh, regarding uh, the party and its long-term future entering into this agreement? Is there a danger or a risk here that they might be seen as kind of the, the ultimate third party, that they're now just uh, maybe just a division or a branch of the Liberal Party? Well, I think that's always the conversation people try to have with New Democrats of, you know, whether it is on, uh, you know, 
strategic voting or otherwise. I think what's going to be interesting will be the conversation within the province of Quebec, because the Bloc Québécois have basically uh, tried to tell the Quebec people that they're the only ones who could keep the government to account and get the programs that they needed. Uh, so this will be a, a big challenge for the BQ uh, going into the next campaign, more so than I think even the New Democrats. And will that be a big challenge for the leader, Mr. Singh, uh, moving forward, that uh, when something is accomplished through this agreement or because of this agreement that the NDP uh, takes and gets credit for it that Canadians know? Yeah, I think that's going to be the key. The communications on this all throughout the next several years, and especially on issues that matter in the hearts and minds of New Democrats, they're going to have to sing this, shout, shout this from the rooftop, so to speak. Uh, and that's going to be really important uh, as they look to their electoral future. Just finally, Kim, I know you referenced this a few moments ago in our conversation, but we're going to open up the phones on this and uh, take some uh, calls in just a second. But why is this not? Because there are some people arguing, again, the Conservatives notably, that this is a power grab and is an affront to a democracy. Uh, why is this not in your estimation? So minority governments are about deal-making and brokering conversations on particular issues. And the New Democrats have made no secret about if there are things that the Liberal Party wants to bring forward that are good for Canadians, they will have their support. If they weren't bringing forward things like back-to-work legislation, for example, that weren't good for Canadians, well, the Liberals have the Conservatives and other opposition parties to make deals with, as they, as they have done hundreds of times. So this is where the conversation shifts. But if this is not an affront to democracy. In fact, this is what Canadians actually voted for in the last two federal elections. All right, Kim, appreciate the time with us as always. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Kim Wright is a principal at Wright Strategies. And there you heard uh, from Kim that this is not an affront to democracy, but as a matter of fact, is something that Canadians voted for. Do you agree with that? Uh, what is your reaction to this uh, liberal NDP deal that was announced uh, earlier today? Do you agree with uh, what the prime minister said, that this is offering stability to Canadians in uncertain times? Or is this a bit of an affront to democracy? Is this indeed democracy? You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.